0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon, you're listening to Live and Learn with me, Dashran Johan. Gotong Royong Chuchok Vaccine is an upcoming documentary short focused on vaccination mobilisation efforts by migrant and refugee community leaders during the pandemic. The documentary will be released this Friday in conjunction with World Humanitarian Day. Joining me on the show today to discuss this documentary and more is Ustaz Rafik, Rohingya refugee who runs an NGO called Human Aid and New Su Shen, she's the founder of Project Liberate. Welcome to the show, guys.
1: Hello, thank you for having us.
0: Hello, hi. Now, Ustaz Rafik, tell me a little bit about yourself and the NGO you run, which is Human Aid.
2: Uh, basically, uh, Human Islam is Lango uh, we kerana melihat keadaan di sekitar itu memerlukan pertolongan daripada kita. So, pertubuhan amal dan kemanusiaan selangor ini merupakan satu NGO yang diwujudkan uh, khusus membantu masyarakat sekeliling. Saya bersama dengan keluarga tahun 1982 uh, ketika itu berlaku satu insiden besar-besaran di negara asal saya, itu Myanmar. dalam uh, ke- keada- Dalam masa itu berlaku... Uh, Maksudnya satu peperangan yang dipanggil kampung kat sana menyebabkan uh, keluarga saya terpaksa bawa kita keluar daripada negara asal 1982 dan membesar di Malaysia lah, kalau hari ini dah 30 lebih tahun di, di Malaysia. Dan uh, bila tanya saya mengapa kita terpaksa buat kerja-kerja kebajikan atau amal ini kerana saya sendiri pun uh, adalah salah seorang mangsa uh, kekejaman di negara asal uh, menyebabkan bila kita melihat orang lain uh, dalam masalah yang sama jadi kita tampil untuk memberi uh, bantuan. Di dalam uh, kita nak beri bantuan tu biasanya kita tidak kisah dia sama ada dia ni refugee atau atau orang Malaysia sendiri. Karena manusia itu harus mendapat hak dia yang sepatutnya daripada manusia yang lain. And Susan, tell me about Project Liberate.
1: So Project Liberate was founded by me um, I think about 12 years ago Mm -hmm. um, When I was 19 years old I watched a documentary um, And I got inspired to do something about uh, human trafficking issues in Malaysia. So Project Liberate was started um, basically as a non-profit organisation that aims to shift attitudes and behaviour on um, migration issues uh, specifically on human trafficking, forced labour and statelessness issues as well. Um, so our goal is is to educate people about the nuances, about the um, issues um, and break stereotypes to frontline officers to the public um, about these issues. What really inspired me from that video is how the the equity between uh, what we have as Malaysians and what refugees and migrants have in Malaysia is very different. So if you look at healthcare, for example, which is something that we're kind of talking about mm-hmm. today, um, they don't get that equal access to uh, healthcare as how we do it, uh, I mean, as how we do in, in Malaysia. And, yeah, so, so I think just simple things like that um, really, uh, I guess, <laughs> inspire me to want to work on this issue.
0: Okay, so what exactly is this documentary, Gotong Royong Chuchu Vaccine, all about?
1: Yes, so this documentary was actually made in collaboration with MRCS and also... Um, Elroy and Zerning. And they made the documentary basically to highlight uh, the collaboration and also the behind the scenes of what uh, this whole vaccination program is about. And I think that everyone should watch it because um, it really showcased, uh, you know, the unity behind uh, these vaccination efforts to really achieve herd immunity In the video, you can actually see community uh, leaders working together with NGOs and CSOs um, in order to get people on board. Uh, You could see youth leaders. You know, I think uh, what Project Liberate actually did was uh, promoted... Uh, volunteerism on Twitter and we actually managed to get over 100 volunteers to come and volunteer for the, the vaccination program. You could see the collaboration between medical NGOs, like MRCS, with uh, community leaders and also other CSOs that are working on the issue to actually get the vaccination on board. You could see collaboration with doctors, with nurses and things like that to really get together and um, do the community outreach.
0: Ustaz, the COVID-19 pandemic and the subsequent lockdowns were not easy times for anybody What more the refugee and migrant communities Talk to me about the hardships migrants and refugees face during the pandemic and lockdowns
2: Yeah, as we know, the pandemic is uh, something new for all of us Mm -hmm. So uh, basically everyone is scared about this uh, virus and so on So, especially for refugees, migrant community are very difficult to get access uh, information from the country because the language problem. So, so kita uh, sebagai community leaders yang menjaga atau enjoy menjaga kebajikan mereka ini, kitalah tampil dan menyampaikan maklumat-maklumat terkini uh, tentang betapa bahayanya uh, I mean, uh, COVID-19 ini, ini sendiri melalui uh, kerjasama yang dah lama kita bina akhirnya mereka mendengar uh, apa, ni, apa yang kita sampaikan mesej ke sampaikan yang kita dapat daripada Kementerian Kesihatan dan juga semua kita berjaya keluarkan mereka untuk pergi buat swate test pada awalnya kalau kita tengok awal pandemik itu dan melalui hubungan itu tadi uh, kita menjemput semua pergi pintu ke pintu menyampaikan maklumat ini dan memang susah untuk mereka percaya Mereka boleh keluar untuk pergi dapatkan uh, vaksin Ataupun mungkin takut akan ditahan oleh pihak berkuasa dan sebagainya Jadi so kami yang menyampaikan, beri jaminan Kata ini adalah masalah semua manusia Dan kamu jangan ketinggalan Kerana kalau kamu tidak ada ambil vaksin Kamu boleh membahayakan juga orang lain so atas inisiatif itu bekerjasama dengan beberapa NGO tempatan, antaranya lah kita tengok uh, MRCS uh, Imarit dan beberapa rakan NGO tampil untuk beri vaksin ini pada community uh, pelari, uh, pelari refugee dan juga uh, migrant workers tadi. Sebenarnya macam saya cakap awal hmm. tadi uh, pandemi ini baru hmm. pada semua, semua semua kita manusia kan, di Betul. muka bumi ini jadi bila sebut uh, ...total lockdown ni ada satu perkara yang selalu main dalam fikiran... Uh, ...terutama ke saya dan juga semua adalah... ...adakah akan ada operasi untuk penangkapan dan sebagainya. So, ini antara uh, uh, kerisauan utama kepada mereka ni. Dengan adanya kerisauan itu, mereka takut untuk tampil... Uh, hadapan untuk mengambil vaksin ataupun swab test... ...ataupun uh, uh, apa ni kita panggil... Uh, ...trace diorang untuk dapatkan rawatan.
0: So, but the government... Announced the vaccination programs, what was the feeling among the refugee and migrant communities?
1: So it's different for each community mm-hmm. that we work with. Um, I think some of them were very reluctant to take the vaccine because of misinformation. And I think that's why uh, the work that Ustaz is doing is actually really important because what he did was he went door to door to uh, tell them about what um, uh, co- uh, the vaccination would be be beneficial for them. Um, but on the other parts as well, what Ustas has mentioned is that the information were not trickling down to the communities itself because of uh, language barriers. And I think that that was a, a huge challenge uh, among the communities. So uh, they didn't even know about the existence of vaccination Um they didn't know where to get vaccination. They didn't know anything about like the benefits and things like that um, about the vaccination. So I think community leaders like uh, ustas was really important uh, and really played like that huge role in ensuring that these communities were able to get uh, access to vaccination. But I think, yeah, just, just to be really, really frank about the whole situation, what I felt was that migrants and refugees were very confused um, because information were not trickling down to them fast enough um, for them to be knowledgeable or for them to really understand what is going on as well. So I remember at that point when they... Were communicating that You know Migrants and refugees Should get vaccinated And it was at Bukit Jalil at that time Right, right? Um, And it was the only centres uh, It was the only centre That was available For uh, migrants and refugees To be vaccinated there um, So I think it was very Confusing again for the um, migrants and refugee communities, mainly because of the conflicting messages that you were mentioning earlier. So on one hand, like you know, they want to be able to look after their health and things like that, but on the other, um, uh, they, there is also fear of arrest. Mm-hmm. So we hear stories of like, for example, they were lining up as early as twelve AM, can ustaz, yeah. um, twelve AM in Bukit Jalil. All the way till like six AM before they can get like their gates open to actually enter wow. Bukit Jalil uh, to actually get vaccinated, and then at that point you have to wait for another five hours to get uh, vaccine into your body, right. and then after that, register and everything, and then only they are able to go back. Um, in that process itself, they wasted one full day, or even two days, sacrificing everything else, um, including their work, just to get. Uh, vaccinated, and for us Malaysians, when we were getting our vaccine, it was very easy. It was very, um, you know, I think it was just a, 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 a drive-through kind of like for us. Yeah, right? it
0: took like it took me ten <laughs> minutes to get my exactly. first dose. Yeah,
1: exactly. So um, you know, it was really easy for us in that sense. On the other hand, also, you know, we've heard of stories where um, after migrants um, are vaccinated and refugees are vaccinated, um, they they go out and then there is roadblocks or there is, um, you know, and I guess it's not really uh, correlated to to the vaccination program, but there were also roadblocks. And because the location was so far away from where they were at, um, the chances of them even you know, going through that roadblocks and everything is is relatively high and, like, you know, they get detained and all these kind of things. And so I think um, when we talk about accessibility to vaccine, um, especially in an issue like COVID-19, where it affects everybody, it is really important for us to really look at it from different aspects, not just we want to get everyone vaccinated, but it's more of... um, Accessibility, whether they're able to access it or not, um, it, we have to look at uh, how how would how would it be for migrants and refugees when most of their employment are daily wages. So does that mean that they have to take day off, which would compensate for their daily wage? Right. Um, and then it's also the fear of arrest. So um, because of their documentation status. Um, they have to risk that In order for them to get uh, uh, vaccinated Or uh, one way or the other Like they need to choose right. And I think that this is not fair um, For refugees or migrant communities Where they have to sacrifice one or the other
2: Saya melihat uh, yang line up begitu lama Sebab ada datang dari jauh-jauh uh, Ada datang daripada J.J.B Daripada Negeri Sembilan Macam-macam So jadi All dia right. datang awal Untuk mendapatkan vaksin itu tadi Kerana ada masa pendek masa itu. Tapi ramailah, sangat-sangat ramai. Memang bimbang masa itu sebab makin ramai hmm. covid Kita mesti jaga uh, jarak apa semua. Uh, itu antara sebablah kenapa mereka datang awal untuk dapatkan.
0: On the show with me today are Ustaz Rafik, Rohingya refugee who runs an NGO called Human Aid, and new Sushan, founder of Project Liberate. After a break, I asked them about their community mobilisation vaccination efforts. Keep it here on Live and Learn, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Live and Learn. I'm Dashran Johan and on the show with me today is Ustaz Rafik, Rohingya refugee who runs an NGO called Human Aid and New Solution, founder of Project Liberate. And we're talking about an upcoming documentary called Gotong Royong Chucho Vaccine. So when there was a pandemic, you've seen a lot of comments by Malaysians on social media and things like that that sayings like, or you know, refugee, migrants... They are the reason, you know, the disease is being spread. It's all the refugees fall, you need to send them back and all these kinds of comments. What was, how did you all feel when you received these kind of comments?
2: Pada kita, itu dah biasa lah. Hmm. Karena kita percaya mungkin ada di antara kita, rakyat Malaysia sendiri, mungkin dia tidak tahu sejarah uh, mengapa refugees ini atau pelarian ada di negara ini. Uh, kita... Sedih memang ada ramai yang uh, berpandangan bahawa adakah kami ini harus di-label di begitu dan begini. Tetapi uh, sebagai menjaga kita-jaga kita, kita selalu kata sebab kita beza disebabkan sejarah perjalanan hidup kita. Mungkin ada di antara saudara kita di Malaysia tidak tahu perjalanan hidup. Dan kita cuba sampaikan apa masalah utama. Jadi saya percaya bukan semua begitu. Uh, kerana dalam perjalanan saya di Malaysia pun Memang ada uh, benda-benda macam ni Tapi saya, saya tak anggap semua So kita harap uh, melalui fahaman Ataupun uh, tahu tentang masalah utama uh, Mengapa mereka ada di sini Sebab kita kadang-kadang bimbang Takut rakyat Malaysia merasakan uh, bahawa mereka yang datang sini mungkin akan gugat Pekerjaan mereka itu dan ini dan sebagainya Saya rasa itu wajar pada rakyat Malaysia juga untuk fikir begitu Tetapi sebaliknya kalau kita terangkan uh, kepada mereka uh, Mengapa mereka ada di sini dengan betul Dan rakyat Malaysia itu sendiri saya nampak prihatin. Kerana kalau kita tengok seperti kita menjalankan NGO Donor kita adalah rakyat Malaysia sendiri Rakyat Malaysia yeah. 100% Tanpa mengira eh, dalam NGO kami itu sendiri, semua kaum ada. Ada, ada Melayu, ada Cina, India. Di situ kita uh, nampak bahawa mereka yang memahami tentang isu refugee ini, mereka begitu prihatin dan dia sayang. So, tinggal lagi, mungkin ada kekurangan daripada pihak refugee atau migraine itu sendiri. Mungkin uh, ber- ada sedikit per- perbezaan budaya yang mungkin harus diadopt. ...oleh refugee dan migrant untuk menyesuaikan diri. Kerana kita tahu rakyat Malaysia sendiri memprihatin. Uh, kenapa saya kata begitu? Sebab saya besar di sini hampir 30 mm-hmm. lebih tahun. Saya berkawan dengan semua kaum yang ada di Malaysia. Dan hampir keseluruhan uh, perkara yang saya perlu mereka pernah bantu. So kita selalu minta pada komuniti kita... ...supaya uh, mereka juga harus ubah cara hidup ataupun budaya itu sendiri. Okay,
0: so talk to me about your vaccination efforts. Um, Ustaz Rafiq, tell me about the unique challenges um, you face trying to mobilize the migrant and refugee communities, especially those in Selayang.
2: Saya, se- saya suka sebut sekali lagi bahawa COVID itu baru pada untuk kita yeah. semua. Jadi, pertama sekali kena ada tanggungjawab hmm. untuk diri sendiri dan juga manusia yang lain. Karena kita tidak boleh hidup seorang-seorang dalam rumah atau dalam community atau mana-mana tidak boleh. So, Mau tidak mau Kita seolah-olah macam kita bantu diri kita Kita selamatkan diri kita Seperti mana Kalau kita tidak selamatkan orang Kita juga tak selamat So nak tak nak kita terpaksa kena cari jalan Memang dugaan dia banyak Cabaran dia banyak Kerana banyak perbezaan Banyak perkara yang kita tak kenal Jadi itu cabaran utama Maksudnya semangat untuk nak tolong diri sendiri Itu harus kuat Dan juga tolong orang lain Selamat semua Satu keduanya bila saya sendiri secara peribadi bila uh, kerajaan uh, melalui KKM um, uh, announce uh, melalui da, apa ni KJ bagi tahu kata uh, migran juga akan diberi vaksin itu satu perkara pada saya saya gembira saya 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 rasa saya bersyukur kerana itu adalah langkah awal untuk kita beri kepercayaan pada mereka untuk datang cabaran memang adalah kerana kita tidak tahu kita tidak kenal dan bahaya itu sentiasa ada uh, macam uh, terutama diri saya sendiri Sejak adanya COVID sampai habis Memang tak pernah ada pun uh, cuti lah Teruskan uh, benda ini sampai selamat semua Macam tadi saya ada terlepas sebut Bila COVID lockdown segala Selain daripada ketakutan operasi atau semua Mereka juga tidak boleh bekerja Dan tidak ada bantuan khusus daripada uh, banyak pihak so sebagai NGO Humanit Selangor kita berhubung dengan NGO-NGO kawan lain untuk menghantar makanan. Food pack ini so kita berjaya uh, menghantar food pack lebih pada 10000 keluarga oh. iaitu uh, refugees migran dan juga local. Itu antara bantuan awal yang kita terus buat selama 2 tahun kita teruskan beri bantuan supaya mereka tidak keluar. Kita nak dia duduk dekat rumah. Jadi tidak ada makanan. Ada di antara isunya hampir-hampir nak bunuh diri dan sebagainya. Tetapi kita dapat maklumat, kita pergi jumpa, kita nasihat dia, jangan buat. So, setakat ini tidak ada maklumat komuniti uh, saya di sekitar selayang dan gombak yang ada bunuh diri. Kami mula bekerja membantu uh, manusia yang memerlukan ini bukan baru. Dah hampir 10 lebih tahun. Hmm. Dalam 10 lebih tahun tu, kita dah ada benar hubungan. Antara kita dengan community di sana. Setiap kawasan yang kita pergi, contohnya kita pergi di kawasan gombak. Bila kita pergi gombak, di situ ada refugee katalah 100 keluarga. Aha. Kejiranan dia juga ada rakyat Malaysia. So, kita tidak tinggalkan yang rakyat Malaysia itu juga. So, kita binakan hubungan eh, Malaysian dengan dia. So, kalau kita bawa food pack, kita bagi sama. Di situ kita cuba binakan satu hubungan dan dia dapat pertolongan macam mana. Dan dalam 10 lebih tahun ini, kita dah membinda. Kita ada community leaders, leader kita yang kita dah appoint. Kita ada wasa group. Uh, dan uh, itu antara cara untuk kita malu- sampaikan semua maklumat ini. Dan mestilah community leader yang kita appoint tu mesti punya hati yang benar-benar nak, nak tolong sesama kita ini. Baru boleh. Atas kejayaan ataupun apa yang kami cuba buat ini, kita rasa uh, itu adalah sumbangan kecil daripada kita. Tetapi di situ juga menampakkan kesatuan Sesama manusia itu tadi Awalnya macam saya cakap Memang lah salah faham ini Tetapi bila kita start buat benda itu um, Berjumpa dengan local community Ketua-ketua community Malaysian sendiri MPP dan sebagainya Kita engage, kita duduk, kita bincang Ini masalah isu kesihatan Dianya tidak kira siapa ya, COVID tak kenal bangsa, agama dan negara Siapa pun boleh Jadi tidak perlu ada istilah Siapa bawa Covid Siapa tak bawa Covid Kalau kita bercakap Siapa bawa Dari mana datang ini Kita akan mati lagi ramai Sekarang bukan waktu untuk Kata orang itu bawa Orang ini bawa Sekaranglah waktu untuk Kita selamatkan semua Kalau ikut rekod uh. Yang kita ada lebih Pada 5,000 wow. Yang ada tu Tetapi ada juga Yang kita tak rekod Dengan engine-engine <laughs> Tapi kalau ikut semua 10,000 lah semua kawasan Maksud saya uh, Sebab ada di antaranya Kita tidak dapat turun Contohnya pergi di Kelang ha. Kelang kita hanya hantar orang Melalui kita punya kontak Untuk dapatkan uh, So uh, itulah lebih kuranglah lah ribu macam itulah Kalau kita Itu tengok Itu dah kira record, tak bagus sangat <laughs> <laughs> Tapi sebab uh, Kebanyakan ambil yeah. Kebanyakan memang ambil Dan kita akan pastikan Mana-mana komuniti yang tak Ada uh, vaksin ni semua Sebab kita kan bagi beri mereka food. So saya akan pastikan you tunjuk saya yang you dah ambil vaksin. Right. Otherwise you tak boleh dapat food ni. Okay. Terpaksa kena nampak macam kejam hmm. memastikan dia dah ambil. Okay. Di situ kita boleh pastikan bahawa semua komuniti kawasan tu dah ambil. Hmm. Kerana dia ada kita ada data dia dan dia juga harus tunjuk pada kita vaksin passport vaksin
0: <laughs> um Sushan, tell me about your efforts because uh, i know you know you worked on the ground a lot as well you mobilized people and you also helped to overcome short staffing at vaccination centers tell me all about it
1: yeah, so what we have done is that we collaborated with uh, medical NGOs like uh, MRCS. Yeah. And actually, they were very accommodating to to meet our request, basically to go to communities that are um, harder to reach than the other. Uh, and, you know, whenever we need uh, vaccination or things like that, they were able to really... Um, uh, meet that request for us. So that was one. Um, the other thing is that we also collaborated with them to organise these vaccination efforts um, and programmes in different different communities. So what happens at that time is, uh, for example, we'll work with community leaders to get their names Um on who will be vaccinated or how many people will be vaccinated so that we can uh, prepare like the requests and things like that. So once we have done all the groundwork and things like that on like, you know, uh, how many people where we're going to have it and things like that, uh, we go down to the ground and, um, We basically uh, sort of register them into the system, uh, get them vaccinated and then they get their vaccination card and also their certificate, digital certificate. Um, So what was really special in this video that you would be able to see is actually um, the collaboration between uh, volunteers. uh, So youth volunteers that we've reached out to through social media, as well as um, uh, migrants and refugees um, they are taking the vaccine So you could see um, How the experience Was really special Among like the volunteers For mm. example Because it is probably Their first time Sort of doing this right. And also You know Communicating with um, Migrants and refugees In that manner um, So I think You know You um, in their experience, I think, <laughs> is that they were able to um, really understand the plight of what migrants and refugees go through um, and understand their situation um, at that point. Uh, so so yeah, that was that.
0: All right. So let's talk about this documentary a little bit more. So this documentary is not just going to be focused on, let's say, Ustaz Rafiq, um, right? It's, it's going to feature many more community leaders as well. Um, tell me a little bit about that.
1: So, um, yeah, I think the documentary is quite exciting mm-hmm. because uh, it really showcased the behind the scenes of what uh, went on. Um, it also highlighted like a few heroes um, that was in that is in the video. So, uh, Ustaz Traffic was there and you could see like um, refugee uh, leaders, uh, you could see uh, community leaders that were really... Um, uh, and NGOs as well that came together to uh, run the vaccination program. And the reason why it's called Gotong Royong also is because um, it sort of high, um, reflects, or we, we are the efforts basically is reaching out to communities, right. ir- irregardless of their documentation status, their gender, um, and everything else along the way, and sort of just um, making sure that everybody is vaccinated.
0: Right, and how can people watch the documentary?
1: Yes, so you can watch you can watch the documentary on the nineteenth of August, which is in conjunction with World Humanitarian Day, and it will be posted uh, through the NGOs that are involved. uh, their social media platforms. So, you can actually watch their uh, videos by searching Gotong Royong Cucuk Vaccine" Hashtag Gotong Royong Cucuk Vaccine.
0: Alright, it sounds very exciting. I can't wait to check it out. Um, before we wrap this conversation up, Ustaz Rafiq, would you have a final hmm. message for us?
2: Pertama, saya secara pribadi mengatakan terima kasih atas uh, jemputan ini. Kerana uh, perkongsian cerita ini harus untuk generasi kita akan datang. Kerana begitu juga kalau kita melihat tadi uh, tentang uh, video dokumentari yang dibina oleh anak-anak muda ini Saya menghargai kerana harus ada bentuk video atau dokumentari ini untuk kita belajar uh, Generasi kita akan datang uh, Bukan menunjukkan kita betapa kita bagus, tidak Ada kekurangan dari kita Tetapi orang ramai harus melihat ini secara positif Untuk memberi semangat pada uh, kalau boleh di luar sana. Lagi ramai orang tampil untuk buat kerja kemanusiaan. Kerana bi- lagi ramai kita menolong sesama manusia, uh, kita akan dapat keamanan yang lebih besar. And
0: Susan, so, what about you?
1: So, I think if there is um, one thing that we can benefit from with COVID-19 and the pandemic, is what we learn from it and what we're going to be doing together um, In the future. So I know that the Ministry of Health is looking at healthcare equity at the moment. And um, this is, I guess, a message to urge the Ministry of Health as well to, first of all, watch the documentary and see how ready uh, CSOs, uh, community leaders are in achieving. healthcare access to everyone, especially the migrants and refugee communities. And the second is obviously to include these communities into the plans for the future for Malaysia.
0: On that note, thank you so much for joining me today. I've been speaking with Ustaz Rafik. He's a Rohingya refugee who runs an NGO called Human Aid and New Su founder of Project Liberate. If you missed any part of this conversation, we are also available on podcasts. You can check us out on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Dashrin Johan, and this has been Live and Learn, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the VFM app.